So this is our Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming out after Christmas. But we're recording yes. this Christmas Day. We've given up time with our families <laughs> to, <laughs> to sit around. The, the, the presents were lousy. That was the condition. If the presents are lousy, we're getting on the podcast. So speaking of which, are we ready to talk about... So two or three episodes ago, we talked about um, present ideas. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are we willing to talk about what we got our significant others? A Michael Kors handbag, which has absolutely nothing to do with anything that we talked about. Dave, come on, you can do better than that. What color is it? Brick. <laughs> nice. Brick. <laughs> I love handbag. So, is it grained leather or calf leather? Oh, come on, we can do handbags. What? Okay, um, uh, I I don't know. How many sections does it have? Enough. Didn't look at it myself, <laughs> now, to be honest with you. Did you even pick it out? Did you even, like, physically pick it up, or is it bought for you to pay it, for it? Was, it was one of those, like, it couldn't have been a hint if it was if it was beaten with a brick with the words written on it kind of a thing. <laughs> um, right. But, uh, and then it was, like, delivered to the door by on post and that was it i just it's just kind of like yeah that'll do hand it over oh cool. so you don't have it like we're recording before christmas but you don't have this handbag in your possession it's downstairs he just said he got it off on post <laughs> he literally just said on post delivered it to the door <laughs> no but that and then he's oh i'm sorry it? i thought it, i thought dave meant he <laughs> handed it over but the postman knocked on dave's door and then dave handed a handbag to the postman <laughs> I said, good luck to you, thanks. Shut Give up. that to Santa to bring to Denise for me. Thanks yeah. for all your hard work this year. Yeah. You know what I mean. You're the best goddamn postman So who has ever. possession of the handbag? Denise. The... Is she using You've it? You've given it to her already. No, no, she's not using it. Right. So tell us more. Like, is it... Jesus, you put things in it, I don't know. <laughs> but like the straps, is it a... Is it a sort of long thing how many ipads how many ipads and macbooks can you get in it do you think ipad mini is a good few i'd say and i really yeah yeah maybe maybe an ipad air i'm not sure would you um, okay. you wouldn't get your macbook would, into it no i don't think so mm. her 11 inch maybe maybe yeah maybe enough room for a power adapter or she's just gonna have to charge before <laughs> she goes it's a handbag. Is there built-in charging a, in the handbag? Is it really what, downstairs? What yeah. Could you go and get it? And then <laughs> <No>. review it? <laughs> <laughs> I just think this is important. Who's your man who designed it again? Michael Kors, I assume. Is that Kors with a it's K? Not, it's not a, with a K. It yeah. is. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> it's, it's got the MK logo on it. I was thinking... Being a handbag designer would be rapid. Can you imagine? Like, oh, you've got a Thomas Bibby bag. That'd be amazing. He makes men... men. The, Bibby, the Bibby bag. <laughs> he Bibby make, baggage. He, he makes um, men's bags as well. Does, I'm sure he does. Does this bag have a name? Yeah, I'm trying to find it. Um, <laughs> it's like... What would you name a like, handbag? Like the Amaze Bagatron... No. Okay, I think it's called the Jet Set East West Tote. Oh my god. Uh, this is the Tote. I could be this wrong. This is relevant information. 
Are you broke after that, Dave? Uh, it hurts a little, like, but not. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It is, like, I mean, it costs more than the bloody Michael Kors watch I had to get last year. <laughs> Ouch. I love the fact but, we're uh, judging about spending money on pointless stuff, given that our last 10 episodes have mostly been about one of us buying something extremely expensive. <laughs> you leave my yeah, light bulbs out of this. <laughs> Actually, I have to say, Dave, I couldn't. I got my brother in Secret Santa and I could not think for the life of me something to get him. He travels quite a lot. And I was like, he used to, he used to do a lot of cooking. And I was like, I get him something for the kitchen. But he travels quite a lot now. So I don't know if he does a lot more cooking. So I just got him those light bulbs because I thought... These are kind of cool, kind of present, you know. I can get him clothes or something crap, but like it's a bit of a toy for him and he might end up using it. So thank you for your recommendation on those. Oh, bye. And I also bought four for myself. <laughs> so that's what you got to do. Yeah. And hopefully they're coming to 28. So hopefully I won't see him until the 28. Um, so I think. And maybe they might come sooner. So I think I've got Dave's bag. So it says MK all over it, does it? No, it's just, just, it's fairly... That's the watermark, Thomas. Shut up. Does it have a... I've got Jet Set Medium Logo Tote. No? Uh, I'll send you a link. It Don't got 4.8 out of 5 Mark reviews. Mark Jacobs. <laughs> I'm now on Google Image Search looking at Mark, uh, Jake, Mar- Mark Jacobs. No. Michael Kors. <laughs> He's the other guy. Oh, this is nice. I- that's, I think that's it anyway. That's way classier. I don't like the MK thing, though, the little sort of medallion. Ah, uh, Thomas, that's how people know. That's, that's it. Jesus. When that's you're down how they at know mass, it's a Honda. Is, is that like... <laughs> when you're at mass... Oh, my God. Why, why does this website keep reloading on my phone? Uh, when, oh, my God. <laughs> if this website won't stop reloading itself when I scroll down to look at the bag. So, is there any equivalent? Is there any equivalence between that MK medallion and this handbag, and the Apple logo and the back of laptops? Same yes. thing. Same it's probably thing. more the stickers that come with the Apple laptop. I don't know. See, this handbag doesn't light up. Um, it's got this cantilevered you know, sort of side thing, though. That's cool. I think it does. Yeah. I looked at it once and went, ah, oh, yeah, that's reassuringly expensive looking. <laughs> and that was kind of it. Could yeah. you put a water bottle that's, in there? You could. I don't know. I mean, could you get a bag? Could you get a chicken hut uh, takeaway inside in there? Bag of chips and breasts and gravy. Oh, yeah. Gravy. You, you, you probably could. I think next nice. episode we Would should have to, though. I don't know. We should have Denise on to review the sandbag. Just as, mm-hmm. like, you know. It looks kind of what weird. are the upgrades from the previous version of yeah, this handbag? Exactly. Is it smaller at the cost of, you know, other things, you know? Yeah. Um, is the strap length longer? And what's the, the key travel like, you know, on <laughs> yeah. the zipper? And, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Brilliant. What are firmware? Is it easily expandable, you know? Yeah. How often does she get firmware upgrades and stuff? Nice. Exactly. Yeah. Good stuff. So, Baz, yeah. what about you? Uh-huh. Um, don't tell me you haven't bought God. it yet. Have I? I, I, I have you I, bought everything? I, uh, yes, except Pokemon. I'm just going to download that. But you uh, bought her an app for Christmas. Hmm? They bought a fucking handbag, and you no, I bought I bought app? a Kindle Oasis. What's that? A what? 
Oh, it's the, like fancy the fancy Kindle. Kindle with the charging case, the walnut brown one. Walnut so you get brown. like send us a link. Walnut brown. Let's just say that's much more expensive than a than a it hand, is actually uh, more expensive than a handbag. Yeah, right now I'm thinking like. Michael Kors handbag is a bit of a better deal. So what does this Kindle do? It's a Kindle. It's just a better version of Well, a, how is it better? Come on. It's got like the light up screen on it. It's super thin. It's touch screen. It's got like so many more DPIs than the other ones so do. So many more DPIs. <laughs> All the DPIs. But uh, I thought so you can s- we discussed this before mm-hmm. in the podcast. Like touchscreen mm-hmm. Kindles are awful. You want the ones with the buttons? Oh, it's got buttons on it. Oh, does it? It's got buttons on it. Yeah, um, and it has um kind of one side is longer or one side is wider. Yeah, so you can hold yes. the buttons on it. That's so ugly. it's asymmetrical. Why do so. you buy here the ugly, ugly. Kindle? It's as they That's said, class looking. It's asymmetrical. No, no, no. With the case on, it's symmetrical. The case is a charging case, so it has it fills that gap in the back. So you bought her an ugly Kindle and then got a case Gosh, to make it less. I put a I put I'll put a photo of you on the front of it. I don't know, does that make it uglier or what? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Thomas. That, it's a class present. How confident are you that this is gonna go down well? Um about an To me it looks like nine. Denise got the better deal so far i'm not buying a handbag wouldn't you be more caring baz <laughs> god damn it thomas so I'm, don't even we're not even going to talk about you what you got just, <laughs> no let's move on with the show do you, do you know what this is this is where the purpose of this slot is like do you know when you've got something excited planned for the weekend and so you go into work and go, oh, so lads, any any plans for the weekend? And they go, no. And you go, oh, that's a shame. I'm doing something amazing. So, yeah, I feel like I got a good present this time around. That's great. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> what you get, Thomas? No, doesn't matter. Oh, what's we that? Know. You got her a watch? We know that anyway. At least yeah. I didn't just like go on to Amazon.co.uk and click literally the first link that was presented to me. Uh, if he did that now, he'd have got her an Alexa. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I would have actually. This is at least three clicks. <laughs> have you guys got Kindles? Yep. Do you use it? Yep. Um, no. I have the, I think at this stage it's actually the no, so at it, this stage, it's even you can't even buy the Kindle I have right. anymore. So it's not backlit. Um, not backlit. Has the is buttons touch, on the side. Or it has not touch button. screen. Okay, so yeah, it's the same one as that. It doesn't have the keyboard, but it has the little square nodding yeah. home button directory direction. Makes it really easy to go on the internet on it. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys, um, it sounds like you guys have got the best Kindle. It it took a while for me to do, to get one, and then when I saw that, I was like, "Yeah, finally, it's it's evolved enough." Mm-hmm. Um, and to be honest, I might go with the paper white at some stage, but I'm personally don't see like okay, so you have that Kindle, the Voyage as well as it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and the Oasis. What's the difference between the Voyage and the Oasis, except for like a hundred pounds? I think it's just the the charging is more expensive. It's the charging case, right? Longer battery life and stuff like that. Yeah. So heroin is ruined at the moment. Um, she uses it constantly, and oh really. Yeah, like she uses hers constantly and it's kind of, it's very old. It's it's that one. It's the the one that Dave was talking about, the one I have as well. And I know it would get good usage out of it. It's kind of, it's a case of if you get something that's going to be thrown away or something that's going to get good usage out of it, I think this is a good idea. I mean, I got lots of other things and stuff like this, but this is like what the big one. What are things? Ah, just some Harry Potter stuff, you know. Like ones? Got, no. Is it those posters that you bought drunk? No, although they are coming next year. You're getting one of those, Thomas, by the way. I don't know if you know that. Awesome. You're getting an original Ollie Moss. I bought seven Ollie Moss Harry Potter prints drunk one night with Thomas. I was like, with you, Thomas? Probably. Yes. It was cheaper to buy all seven, wasn't it? <laughs> Shut up. You bought one for me because to express your love. No, because you're a huge fan. And I was like, seven's too many. I'm giving away three of them, I think. So you get one. Cool. Cool. So Thomas, what did you get? What? <laughs> what did you get? It's a secret. And we just said it earlier, though. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, I I, I did well <laughs> with Sheila this Christmas. So um, it's a 1960s Swiss mechanical watch. Mm. which is mm. advertised as never being worn. I'm not sure if that's 100% the case, but uh, it still has a tag on it. So um, I've had a bit of a obsession with, I guess, mid-century analog technology because I think it's something that's very expensive now. And Baz, you've also caught the bug because you have... Oh, my God. I'm like... Have you got it? No, it, it's 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 off my parents' um, house, so Have I need to go up during the week and get it. Oh. It's it's. I'm just constantly on eBay now, looking at <laughs> retro Soviet watches. I'm That's a big fan brilliant. of like that that area, you know. And like I was playing this game called Metro Twenty Thirty Three, and there's Metro Last Light, and they're set in a this kind of Soviet time period. Um, where everything is still kind of run mechanically and analog and stuff like that, you know, um, and everything's like hand cranked and stuff like this. And I think that stuff is cool. So you've got me on this Soviet era era watches. And I don't like some of them I'm kind of looking at. And I don't know how old they are. Supposedly the one I got is like 1974. Um, so do you want to explain what you bought on eBay after our, we had a sort of text message conversation about mechanical watches? I'll get, I'll get I'll get my um I've got I'm watching two other ones at the moment actually. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's so one I took amazing. off the list because it was two hundred and something quid, and I went no. So I'm spending about the uh, I spent about a hundred euro on one, and looking at another one for a hundred euro. Oh wow! Actually, no. Oh shit! The one the one for two thirty is still on my list, and it's beautiful. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, it is a. I guess the Soviets at one point uh, started using or went ahead with 24-hour watches when 24-hour time, I guess, became a bigger thing. So all their watches, instead of going from 0 to 12, go to 
Sorry, I like the idea that there was a time when we didn't have 24 hours in a day. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I suppose it was always AM and PM and it's still very much AM and PM in a lot of places. Ah, yeah. The, even, the even in Ireland and stuff like that. Military time. Much. Yeah, military time. So I guess, I don't know if it came about with military watches. These guys maybe were making military watches. I actually really just want to go and start reading up more on this. And I probably will over Christmas. But um, yeah, I got this class watch it could be a complete lemon now i don't know if i got you know duped on this at all but so it's summarize it's a really it's a really sorry it's, it's, it's a really easy way to get into watch collecting i guess cheaply and you get nice watches out of it so to summarize these are watches where some all watch all analog watches the hour hand goes round twice a day so um from midnight to noon, that's one circle. And then from noon to midnight again, this is the other. And a 24-hour watch, the hour hand only goes around once per 24 hours. So so a broken 24-hour watch is only once right a day. <laughs> yeah, but hang on. It's only, yes. once, it's only right once a day even, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. You just kind of keep getting deeper and deeper. And, and then you start going into like Soviet era toys and retro toys and vintage toys and vintage gadgets. And they all look cool. They're all probably really bockety and barely, you know, holding on. But they look cool and you kind of want to buy them. But yeah, you need to resist. Yeah. I used to, um, there was a market in Leeds um, in England years ago. And we used to go there when we were over and these be this cool, um, this is all very vague because it was like decades ago. Um, and I, there used to be this guy and he'd have all sorts of foreign coins and, but he used like cut bits out of them and stuff. Uh, mm. so there was all these, um, cool Russian coins that I have that have, they have people on them, but they have, they're kind of like the two euro coin with the two metals and they have the kind of silhouettes cut out and stuff. Um, and they're, they're really cool. But, um, yeah, that's this whole watch thing. I'm, I'm what, uh, I'm watching one that's like, it's 110 pounds at the moment. And I keep waiting for like the perfect one and I'm the, and the perfect seller and stuff because they which look, one are you looking at? Is it the red one? Yeah, of course. I ha- um, I have that on look as well, and there's a blue one of it. So yeah, I won't purchase the red one. Is that the green, circular one? Yeah, green and black. The the uh, the polar bear ones. Yeah, okay, I won't purchase that one then. My fingers <laughs> I can. been hovering over. No, I love, no, okay. I, I love the fact that you guys are really close to bidding against each other. Although it's, it's a pretty it much you can buy it now. So There's no bidding on this one. No. But it's just, it's, this one is weird and it, it puts me off because it's like totally ships from Ukraine. Yes. But then it's like ships, shipping is from Hong Kong. So then I'm wondering. Mine is, came from Ukraine definitely anyway. And it's yeah. like that in the box. I'm just wondering, is this some replica or something? Because the photos on it don't match up either. Um, there's something a bit odd with the the photos, I think. Um so we'll see. I agree with Baza. This does feel like a an accessible way to get into watch collecting, like because the prices aren't too high. And the other thing is, is that this is the thing about, I guess, 
the USSR and satellites in the 80s is that they really double down on their analog mm. abilities. It's like Carl Zeiss, you know, the lens makers. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're Polish. Um, and so they, yeah, the the point is, is that like, they didn't have access to solid state electronics as much, but they really doubled down on the analog stuff and created some really good stuff. Yeah, so I think I think for the most part, um so 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 Teresa has her father got her this watch last year. It's a really interesting watch. It's um it was in between the time of um it was just before digital watches became a thing. They were kind of these led watches and what happened was there was a four-year period where these watches were around and it's really cool you, you, you there's a touch sensitive button on it it's from the 70s there's a touch is capacitive timex um i'm not sure but there's a capacitive touch button on it so when you tap the screen it lights up and there's, there's those red kind of oh yes i almost bought my my sister one of these for christmas um yes there was a gold Timex on eBay where, yeah, you had to press a button to get this um, red, I guess, yeah, LCD it's just, display, like really primitive. Proper primitive. So, but the, the the story behind it is this company was doing quite well, I think. And then all of a sudden the digital screens came out, uh, the LED ones, our LED? LCD, LCD, sorry. Yes. And, um, just totally wiped them out of business. But what happened was this guy, his father or something, had just huge amounts of stock. So it's their original stock, but he's putting the watches together himself and then selling them on eBay. So it's not like they're been sitting around completed since the 70s. They're all parts from the 70s and he's just now putting them together and selling them. So with these watches, I'm kind of thinking maybe they're either pieced together from other watches. Like, all the straps on them are really, really crap. You know, really cheap straps that come with them, but the watches then themselves, uh, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to kind of learn, are you getting duds and stuff like that? Um, But they're kind of nice in the back, you know, they have all, they're all the kind of ones with rubies in them, like they used to do, like uh, 12 jewels and stuff like that they put in them. I'm not too sure the reasoning for it. But uh, you see a lot of watches like that kind of have all these jewels in the back. I don't know, could be getting ripped off, but a bit of crack. Nothing too expensive. No, that's it. And I mean, I think the thing is as well as, you know, a lot of these brands and stuff are very hard to kind of verify, you yes. know, because because of the nature of, of the time and where they came from. You know, you can't, it's not like, you know, you could look up... Uh, let's say a rolex watch or something online and someone will be like oh well there's this this mark here and if it's not that it's this and you know Mm -hmm. or you just post a picture on reddit and people won't be long telling you why it's fake that's it Um, so like this company uh paqueta p-a-k-e-t-a they're still around so it's hard to tell sometimes then if some of these are replicas or anything like that don't be telling people they can steal all our watches yeah (laughs) um yeah, it's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. I I like that kind of old mechanical kind of styling of gadgets and stuff. And it's a one of these winded every kind of 72 hours or 36 hours or something like that. Mm. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Hey, speaking of USSR stuff, um, one of my favorite games I played over the past 
few years was Papers, Please. Mm. I wonder, has that guy produced anything? Yes, he is making another game, but I can't remember what. Um, Lucas Pope is his name? Yeah. Did you ever play it, Dave? No, I probably own it, though. <laughs> um, there's a new one coming out called La Return of the Oberdin, which is about a boat. <laughs> I wonder what that boat's name could be. Yeah. <laughs> Looks nice. That was definitely, uh, definitely, Dave, if you had any downtime over the Christmas period, papers, please. Really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, I'll put that in the show notes. Uh, so, Papers, Please is a kind of, you're a, working on a, um, you're a crossing guard? You're, sorry, like a, you're working on a border between two Soviet countries and you have to stop certain people coming through the border. And you, besides that on your day-to-day job, which is very, very boring, you're stamping papers and stuff like that. So you have to... Uh, Look after your home life, you know, medication, if you spend money on medication or in heating or in food or anything like this. So on your day job, then you can take bribes from people coming through. And that can have ramifications, I guess, into the political story that's going on in the game. And then sometimes in your day to day job, there's surprises that will happen, maybe attacks or something like this while people are queuing up. Uh, if something happens, then maybe you have to stop work early that day so you make less money. It's super depressing. Um, I suppose it's kind of a bit of dramatic version of what happened at times, but it's probably not far off. You know, desolate times and stuff like that. It's kind of really cool atmosphere to it. Um, and kind of eight bit graphics as well. Yeah, really kind of interesting graphics. Um, yeah, people come up to you like fake passports and stuff. You could let them through if you want to. You could kind of play it in a funny way, but you won't really get anywhere. So yeah. Tough game, you know. It's a game. It's, it's one of those games that so people, I guess, you're you're not sitting down for entertainment. Yeah, you're sitting down and like just leaving depressed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So anything that comes from the Soviet era, any video games, love that kind of stuff. That's like the complete opposite of this podcast. All this um, backwards technology or old school technology. I think this yeah. podcast is all about backwards technology, though, right? true <laughs> uh, yeah but we're usually the ones writing it <laughs> um this that just a, a kind of a brief there is back in the like the olden days um penguin books at an imprint called pelican books yes and the non-fiction re- stuff non-fiction stuff and basically it was all kind of education focused like i mean you read them to to learn like people used to joke about having gone to pelican university and stuff like that meaning they just did read the books um so just one uh that i suppose just to, to recommend the series overall the ones that i've read have been fantastic and um but just the one that reminded me in particular um Revol- uh, revolutionary russia uh, 1891 to 1991 uh, by Orlando Figs, Fidges, I don't know, that guy. Um, anyway, you'll you, you find it. And um, uh, very expansive book that covers that that particular century in, in Russian history. And it's, it's fascinating. 
and all of the the rest of the books so far seem to be of a I haven't managed to get around to all of them but they seem to be of a similar uh very good standard cool, cool. I'll pick that up hey we got feedback from our last episode yeah we did feedback we're at s- worstcasescenario.ie nice Ooh. we're super popular these days yeah, yeah. So do you want to go, do you got one of you guys want to read it out? Let Dave read it out. He's got the best voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Six, 60 a day. Um, <laughs> my, um, my current cold ridden state. Yeah. Hello, worst case scenario. Listening to you discuss stylistic differences when writing code makes me think of the similarities with writing English. Some styles are neither right nor wrong, but consistency matters because reading relies on pattern recognition. If your eye snags on a different pattern, it makes you stop to think if there was a reason why that was written differently. If you ask someone to follow a specific style and they can't or won't, they seem careless or incapable. And you must develop your own style of writing, just like any other style. I enjoy the suggestions for presents. And here's what I'm getting Thomas for Christmas. <laughs> and there's a for base a, a base. Bootsy Collins Bootsy star Collins base star base bad ass I'm sorry oh. to the base playing community for teasing them I was just trying to take a rise out of Baz I didn't realize you were all so passionate with your four super strings. passionate <laughs> so happy podcasting Wendy so now yeah, that was super interesting. Um, I think that's probably like one of the topics that I think, Thomas, you were saying we've had the most feedback about. Yeah. And from non-programmers as well, which I thought was interesting. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it is, I suppose, we're not unique in our approaches to our daily work, really. When you think about it. No, we're special. We're special snowflakes, Baz. Yeah, I know we're not. It's <laughs> but here's the thing: is that uh, from the feedback we've gotten from that episode, it, it there's two episodes ago, and it may, makes me think we're too kind of free and ready in programming, and actually, kind of standards are a good thing, right? Yeah, I th- I think it's it's funny when you talk about it, and everyone else is like. Well, yeah, duh, we've been, we figured this out years and years ago kind of thing because our professions are older or something, but people have figured out these things a long time ago and kind of went to job knowing it. To be honest, I I think it just comes from the the place we are. Like, I mean, you can be damn sure, and I know because I've read it, that NASA have a style guideline for absolutely anything that you work on in NASA and they've had since punch card days. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the automobile, I can't remember what they're called. The guys who are doing the, the embedded software for, uh, automotive industry have their style guides and recommendations. Um, it's all out there, but I think that, you know, there's no, I suppose there's no enforcing any of this on anyone unless you work for those organizations, even if they're, some of them are good practice. Some of them are onerous. Like, I mean, you're not like if you're making an, an app that loads some html from a json file or something like that you're not going to be like well look maybe it'll be loading html from a json file on mars so maybe i should be extra careful you know 
you don't need to go to that level. And I think that's it, really. Like, I mean, we're just unfortunately working on problems that aren't that important to <clears throat> to code quality. Like, you know, I mean, we're not we're not writing code for X-ray machines or defibrillators or anything like that. We're just we're just making things that like will get thrown away very quickly. Um you know, and that's it's mm-hmm. it's it's. I think to be honest, it's the it's the, the the late stage capitalism consumer culture applied to to code. You know, it's it's just the it's the it's disposable. Um, why you know why fix it? Your DVD player breaks, you throw it in the bin. You don't even replace it because you have Netflix now. Like do you know, um, or you go buy a new one. Your toaster breaks. You don't even think of replacing it because why would you? Or you don't even think of fixing it. Why would you do that? Like, you just chuck it in the bin, you get a new one for like 20 quid in Argus. And I think, to be honest, it's almost the same with, with software development. Like, you end up with a pile of crap code, grand, developers are fungible. That's fine. Just stick another few of them on it, sorted. This is supposed to be the Christmas episode. This and I am the be... ghost of Christmas future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah kicking Tiny Tim's little walking stick and all that stuff. Listen to Patrick Stewart do his one-man show of uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, no, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Got cross-references there, Dave. That's totally... That would be fantastic. That would be awesome. I am Jack Skellington. Um, (laughs) But yeah, obviously A Christmas Carol, not The Nightmare Before Christmas. But now I really want that. Yes. Same. I didn't know I wanted something so bad. God, I mean, um, they, uh, there's uh, probably right some now. fan fiction out there on that. Yeah, we, we need to do you a quick Google on that. Yeah. Hey, we didn't discuss the latest uh, Star Battle Journey film program. Star Wars. Space ah. Opera. Space Opera 9. By the way, you also... Follow up another follow up from the last episode. Um, I got a bit of criticism for equating sci fi with jun- Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, yeah, that would have been for me, um, <laughs> basically. Yes, why? And you kept this up for the week, then you well, bollocks. What's your problem? Dungeons and Dragons, Star Wars, it's part of the same. You're, you're, we know what you're doing, Thomas. No, this is a genuine question. Okay. So. <laughs> Deep breath. <sighs> Pop shield. Um, <laughs> basically. So. <clears throat> okay. Uh, basically, you're a moron. Why am I? It's like this, okay, this so question. If, if you went into a bookshop, yeah, and they had astrology books in the science section, what would you think of that bookshop? Yeah, I think it's not a great bookshop. You're at that bookshop. You're. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. This is all make believe. <laughs> star so, journey so, and star battle and. Dungeons but then, and like Dragons, elf they're battle. all imaginary. Yeah, they just take the they just take they just take place at different atmospheric pressures. Yeah, um, <laughs> but like, yeah, Dave's analogy is quite good. I think there, you can't just start mixing no, everything up to together. Awful analogy, but like, it's it's look, okay, that's analogy. like saying that 
okay, so Star Wars, grand sweeping stories. That's like Star Wars, Gilgamesh. What's the difference? You know? <laughs> um, what is the difference? I, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so, Wikipedia, Gilgamesh. <laughs> just, just, um, just because a certain type of person might like both of them does not make them they, similar. Yeah, they just get stuck in there. Oh, you're a nerd. You like this. Exactly. Like, Thomas, look- you, you're you the kind of person who writes Big Bang Theory. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, this That's is what nerds are like. you could ever say. <laughs> it's like, so people like science fiction for certain reasons. People like magic and wizards and elves for certain reasons. The fact that those may have similar storylines, but spoiler alert, there's like 13 different types of storyline and everything just repeats itself over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, hero's journey, all that sort of stuff. That's the things that differentiate all of those are the genre, are the settings, are the set pieces, are the characters, are the technology. You know, that's like saying, you know, oh, I love Battlestar Galactica. And then being like, Battlestar Galactica, Coronation Street. It's all the same. (laughs) (laughs) The cast of Coronation Street, half of them are robots. That would be fantastic. That bad, lads. You shouldn't be so harsh. Oh, God. Ha 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 Insert awkward pause for canned laughter. Yeah. No, it's, it's not terrible, show. like I mean I think it, it gets it gets an absolute it, it it's the butt of every joke, but you know, there's a lot worse out there. I'm not saying that it's it's definitely made me laugh at times, but it is yeah, pretty no. bad though, right? It's pretty bad. I, I think the problem is if you've any empathy towards the characters, which which we probably do, yes. um it's it's just almost unbearable at times. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's the thing. What's been on? Like 12, 13 seasons? Eventually run out of geek culture references and stuff like this to talk about. I don't and really understand it, who watches it, though, because, like, people like us will watch it and cringe, right? It's easy background TV, right? But who, who uh, yeah, watches it? Because, like, as I, said, I, I, it's I not imagine for people, people are like, like us. Stupid nerds. <laughs> yeah, and then at the end of the day, there's there's like they all the nerds have girlfriends and stuff and wives and stuff. So it's kind of like well, there's the romance side and there's the trials and tribulations of being in a romance. Just from a different perspective, I guess they try to kind of go. Well, this week I'm annoyed at you because of nerd situation. You don't have feelings. You don't understand emotion. <laughs> Maybe the the theory is is that like technology has become so pervasive that almost everybody has to interact with a nerd at some point in their working week, and this is Big Bang Theory is an attempt to diminish the kind of nerds to a certain box that they can be laughed at. Mm. Or is it a plan by nerds to gain widespread cultural acceptance and relevancy? I I I think I I think I think we were, Dave. I think we already were. We're getting there. 
so is there anything we're looking forward to like we're going to release this christmas week we're all about reading stuff and listening to stuff is there anything we're looking forward to getting stuck into over the christmas break baz is just gonna get drunk so dave no 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 that's what you said not just yeah i'm a high i'm a high functioning alcoholic (laughs) during christmas um (laughs) What do you um, do? Put uh, put ads into that app that I'm looking at. I'm gonna investigate that the more. App that you're looking at. This is the app that you wrote yes. single-handedly from scratch. Not single-handedly. <laughs> there was a lot of collaboration between us on that game. <laughs> it was really that was a lot of back and forth and that stuff. It was really good. Mm. Um but yeah, no, I just kind of looked into, okay, well, we're going to sell it for free possibly. So let's put in ads and then put in a in-app purchase. So I've already, in my years, have done in-app purchase stuff. I've never looked at ads. So I'm looking at integrating the ad mobs uh, stuff from Google and Firebase. So It's you, pretty straightforward. So presumably you have a bit of a choice here, right? Like how sleazy you want to be. Like this, the sleaziest. <laughs> but but this wasn't your like. This is an app you you want to release in the App Store. Um, the economics of the App Store have changed massively since you released the original version. So, yeah, like, do you want ads appearing? All like, do you want no? Ads? So. The idea is possibly, anyway, toy with it, that you get X amount of free goes, say three free goes of the game. And to get more goes, you watch an ad and then you get another three free goes. So it's a kind of just watch an ad and you can keep playing kind of thing or pay a euro 99 or something to remove ads permanently and then always have unlimited goes then. So it seems like a an approach anyway, or else or else have ads on screen or something the whole time at the bottom of the page. But I think you probably get more money from having the video ads and they're so ubiquitous at the moment. People just don't seem to care. That was the feedback we got from Mool. Um that people don't like putting ads into their apps. But people really don't care if they're getting something out of it, you know. Um, I suppose the only the only time that it really bugs me is if I open an app to do something the first time mm. and it takes me like a billion clicks, that's the end of it. But do you know if it's something that, you know, I've used, used a few times and then I have to watch an ad to use it more, I, I don't mind. I don't care. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's very much a you go in and you'll be able to play the game straight away. Because um, I think people like that even. In, I think people like that. They almost see the the video thing. Like the the first time I came across watch a video to get free coins or something like mm. that, I was like, "Oh, that's brilliant! How nice of them!" Do you know? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, you, "You press yeah. play on the video, you go do something else for fifteen seconds, that's and then you, you come back." Like you know, it's not like you know. And and so I looked at it anyway. Uh, I just shared bits and pieces with you guys, and I shared like documentation. Besides signing up for whoever's providing the ads, it's quite easy to integrate. It's a CocoaPod you put in and. It just tells you the delegate methods and stuff. Each of the providers might have their own 
functions you can add to the code but it's pretty easy to add their stuff in so um what what the providers might add in something as the example anyway was you need to add a mute button in or something like that so it makes it really easy to add all this extra functionality so it's you know it seems like a good way and you know as dave said it's a it's a test it's a kind of a put it up there and see what happens sure no harm that's it i think there's a lot of i think there's a lot of uh potential wisdom to be gained from messing around with this yeah um, and i mean yeah. i've got a career anyway so you know not expecting to make any full-time money out of it or anything like that it's just kind of a bit of a fun thing to do i want to get the game out there and sure let's try this as well while we're at it yeah why not why not are we ready for resolutions or is that next episode mm, uh i don't know i'm probably not going to do any resolutions <laughs> no i think we did enough this year we did loads <laughs> we did so much yeah was the hackathon this year no was that no. Last year? That, oh it was november last year yeah. Dave, you did write a blog post at the start I, of this year with stuff how'd you get on i do not recall you do i i, I do yeah um <laughs> not great so um the one i remember was uh read the new york times lots yeah so i did that and, and then donald Tr- trump won the election it was kind of your fault definitely Dave's fault well my mm. my problem was like okay so <laughs> seriously like anybody listen to this like dave it was dave's fault yeah look i have these incredible psychic powers and i just couldn't stop myself um but ba- look basically i i was reading the new york times and i just couldn't get over how atrocious it was um like it's really bad like it's the most the leftiest lefty piece of leftiness you've ever come across i i read the new york times i should have a better vocabulary than this but apart, <laughs> this, this is this is how bad the new york times is um like it's it's okay but you could just see it like and i mean any other they they just they had such an agenda about the whole thing and i think unfortunately they contributed to the situation because anyone reading the new york times as their sole source of the news saw that trump had no chance in hell hillary was a sure thing do you know it was almost to the stage where you're like why would i even bother voting like do you know and i think that that kind of happened to a certain extent like the media narrative was just totally taken over by Hillary's going to win. And they didn't take, they, they, they didn't see Trump as a credible threat. Um, and that's it. You know, leaving, leaving the actual politics out of it, just the fact that the, the, the coverage and the actual journalism seems, seemed like, you know, it, it just seemed very one-sided. So based on your experience this year, you're saying no more resolutions for next year, at least not in that sort of sphere of things. Well, no, well, that was a great resolution. Like, I mean, you know, that really opened my eyes. And to think that, uh, like, something that I didn't think would happen is that, like, I actually ended up getting more rounded news coverage from Reddit than... (laughs) 
<laughs> than wow. the New York Times. In, in in terms of the eventual outcome, like, do you know, if you if you if you look at the outcome that was achieved and you look at the the platforms, uh you know, uh whatever links were aggregated on Reddit actually overall ended up being a more credible um you know, more credible source. I don't know. And then like they, they sent out this letter to subscribers, um, well email like and I got it and it's like when the when the results were announced, we did what we do best, like we turned on a dime and we started covering like as if this was a huge shock. Do you know, they did not have it's as if they didn't even have a, a graphic or anything prepared for the fact that Trump could possibly have won. Like, do you know, it's like being at CNN and not having the Trump one graphic ready to go on screen, like, or, you know, some, some, something like that. Like, they just, it just seems that it did not enter their, their head at all that this could happen. And look, I know there's talk of like Russia hacking, despite the fact that, that was reported as not credible in like October, but now that it's December, it's totally credible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's to say, like I said, you know, um, and now we're in this situation, you know, and I think it's, it's especially between like, we're, we're in the middle of this, like quite literally we have a Brexit on one side and we've this on the other side, you know, um, I'm not, you know, just because just because I'm giving out to the New York Times doesn't mean I'm happy with the the result or anything. Just just that it was ridiculously one sided. I also had another resolution where I was going to read a book a day. That totally didn't work. <laughs> it's Turns a book a month, I, though. To be fair to you, no, it was a book a day, Thomas. Oh, why? Yeah, a short book, but a book. Um, turns out I'm not Rain Man. Who knew? <laughs> um. And yeah, and you did have a kid as well. Ah, uh, minor details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, penguin brought out the. Is that uh, your kid's name? <laughs> penguin and Joker, my twins. Um, and basically, penguin brought out a uh, eighty paper, uh, little black black classics they called them, and they were about kind of fifty pages, small mm. books, um, from the last 80 years of penguin basically so um i bought all 80 of them and decided that i was going to read one of them a day and that should take me up until april so how, how many have they released since on top of that uh they added more they added another 40 or 50 on top of it in which case i just threw my arms up in there and went god damn it yeah. um and they were longer as well which doesn't help. Oh. so yeah i read a huge chunk of them but just nowhere near the the one a day like um and they're, it's class because they've like ancient epics, they've like Chinese poetry, they've, you know, weird stuff that you wouldn't, you'd have to go out of your way to read. But at least you just kind of get these and you're just like, yeah, I'll read that. And just don't question it. Just, just read it. Cool. So no, no resolutions next year. No, no, I never do them. We're stupid. <laughs> As I said, you know, we did a lot this year without resolutions, you know. The podcast being the biggest one, I guess, or one of the biggest ones. Yeah. A lot of other stuff happened in our lives, but it was something that we did that was good. We planned it well, I guess, in terms of ditching the first 10 episodes so the quality was better. Um, and we've kept doing it pretty much Reasonably on a regular on basis. Yeah. And we're getting more, we're getting better at keeping it on schedule and stuff like that. 
our so, graph, our listeners are trending upwards. Yeah. So it's good. So we're going up and up. So it's not bad. Um, if we could do something as good as that next year or continue it and improve on it next year. And also well, something that I um, wasn't as active a participant as a 2E, uh, the local iOS developer meetup, both of you have given well, talks. Yeah, yeah you know? I'll probably end up giving a talk pretty soon again on that. Now we do have a, uh, a better venue and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and just, I don't know, my approach to programming as well has improved mm. a lot more in, in my work and stuff like that. So, yeah. Keep you got a new job as well. That's a, got a new job, yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. You got a PlayStation VR. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. I really want to play that. I haven't played that in a while. Looking forward to some time off to play it again. Mm-hmm. Thomas? Yeah. W- any what? any uh, new WordPress themes or plugins resolutions? No. I, I think, think you're the same. Like, you, you're doing a lot as it comes to you when, you know. I think I want to listen more. Uh, so that sounds like a stupid statement, but the best moments this year are when I learned I was wrong about something. Um, I definitely want to continue that. So, yeah. Cool. Want to try out an example there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think I'm about to open a bit a big topic, but for me, something about programming and sort of thinking you have the right answer, how to go to how to go about something, but then later getting bitten in the ass because you you did things the wrong way. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not being clear, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we can all relate to that, though. I think, yeah. Um, and would listening have helped in that case? Was there someone telling you otherwise, or is it just kind of an intuition or a gut kind of thing? No, I think it's more kind of like when I say listening, I guess I mean reading and just like kind of filling myself up with different perspectives. Um, yeah. That's the thing. Nobody's ever wrong or right. Mistrust anybody who says they've got the answer. I guess that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely mistrust me. <laughs> hey, did you notice we have a search function on our podcast website? Wasn't that always there? No, I added it yesterday. Oh, nice. Cool. And the reason I added it was because of I was trying to get a what's making us happy thing and I wanted to know had I mentioned it before because we're this is episode 28 I think yeah well I'm forgetting it's a lot of things that made us happy so I've got something that I I don't think I've mentioned before cool so I grew up in County Limerick in in a small village and it just so happens that where we all live it's on the flight path between northern europe and the east coast of america so when i was growing up i'd be playing in the garden and i'd look up and i'd see like planes in the sky and i'd often wonder like where they're coming from and where they're going um 
And there's an app called Flight Radar 24, which essentially gives you a um, a map with an overlay of all the planes that are flying above you at this moment. Do either of you guys have it? Yep. Um. So yeah, that's what's making me happy this week. I I'd say every second day I I launch it just because I'm. Looking at a plane in the sky and wondering where where it where it came from, where where it's going through. Um yeah, it's awesome. So that's that's what's making me happy this week. And is that the one that you can point at the plane that shows you the the augmented reality thing? Yes. Do you find that yeah. works for you? It has, yeah. I haven't tried it in a few years now. Like when it first came out, I was pointing at everything. Um <laughs> obviously but uh you know that's that the novelty is worn off somewhat now um so yeah that's my James thing class baz what do you got hmm um i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> worst podcast ever not sure um i don't know i got some bad news yesterday so it's kind of it's a bit weird feeling happy about stuff. Um, so I would say Christmas is around the corner and that's really what's making me happy. Um, it's just a good time of year, you know, and people are so back and stuff your, like that. So. What is your plan for Christmas week? We talked about it a bit, but like, um, you, apart from meeting up with people and stuff, like just going home and stuff like that, mostly um, bringing a PS VR up home which could be a hoot and hopefully I don't make everyone in my family sick. <laughs> um, I get them to throw up or anything like that. So, but yeah, just kind of going up home and stuff like that. I look forward to it every year. It's always really, really fun. And then get the hell out of there um, after a couple of days and then just see people again, you know? So and that's what's making me happy. Cool. Cool. Dave? Yeah. So I suppose, uh, I suppose obviously what's making me happy Christmas and and Mark Christmas. Jacobs uh, Michael Kors man get, oh, it, get it get together <laughs> um is yeah Christmas uh first Christmas with Jacob first Christmas's family first Christmas in a new house all that sort of stuff um class but obviously on a totally different level to that, I also found a C library that generates PDF files that is only two files. And that's also well, making me that's also making me happy. <laughs> <laughs> on a different level, as I said, you know. But okay. we're done? Yeah, sure. Happy Christmas. And yeah, happy Christmas, guys. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we won't see because that's not how this works. But, um, <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll, yeah. you'll hear from us in the new year. Ignore that blinking camera light on your laptops. That's not us. Totally not us. Definitely not us. <laughs>